No, that is any of your business, but... Nay, it's showtime. And leave me to my elections. Oh, the floor just cracked. I believe I might fall. Just let you know. So I'm going to long story short this. All right. Let's see how short I keep it. Today's been a busy day. Mm -hmm. I've had plumbers, electricians in my house. I've had Warhammer games and I'm tired and exhausted. So I had a nap. Then I went drumming. Then I was full of pain. So I took some pain meds and I may have taken too much. So uh, going to be a bit loopy on this one, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. She'll be right. Uh, I will be right. Dude, I'm starting to see like deck names in my Magic the Gathering Arena deck thing. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Well, Did you ever get that? So like, all right. So I get, I get that with two things. If it's named something stupid, it's a deck that I made. If it's named something that kind of relates to what the deck does, then it was given to me by Wizards of the Coast. All right. So <laughs> let's <laughs> let's have a guessing game. Oh, no. Alex is the other one, so you're really going to understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you the color, and I'm going to tell you the name of the deck, and then you're going to tell me what the deck's theme is, all right? I'll do a couple. <laughs> I'll do a couple. All right. Uh Rattling Spoon Spongebob. <laughs> I, what was the call? It is Green Black. Green Black Rattling Spoon, rattling spoon Spongebob. SpongeBob. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank. I don't think I was there when you, when you built that deck. It's a skeleton deck. <laughs> I, I was Green kind of Black Control Skeleton. Again. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, of course, you can contain suspend cards. Um, <laughs> my land, I guess. Red, green. Oh, that's uh, you Ram? use uh, land cards to empower those two creatures that uh, swing for no. like one and two cost. No? All right. No. Uh, it is a destroy opponent's land, and the more land I have, the stronger my trolls get. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thus, my land, I guess. <laughs> uh, I fucking nab myself. <laughs> it is a white-black deck called I fucking nab myself. N-H-A, if that makes it any clearer. <laughs> is, that, is that a Dungeons and Dragons? No. Like the Dungeon Exploring deck? Super no. not. <laughs> okay. It is, oh, it's white-black. Yeah, you said white black. That's why I'm like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, maybe? No. Nah. 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 It is a life gain deck focused around Loris of the Dream Den. Everything's like below two matter, except Loris and some other bullshit. Uh, you know what Ramp Ranch is? Yeah, I was there for Ramp Ranch. Uh, what is one that I know you haven't bit around uh you were there for gringo burr uh you were there for crazy ex-girlfriend yes uh i was also there for 20 percent 
uh, Little Pussy. Yeah, for Pussy, and, Video Nasty. Yeah, Video Nasty as well. Uh, These poor people go. listening to the podcast One more. Like, what the One fuck more are these deck names? One more deck. Blue, Red, Giant Chungus. Oh, Giants. Yeah, okay, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it was, it was in there. Blue, Red, Giant Chungus. He's like, yep. It's, it's a giant it also, deck. It's growing. Uh, Rife Ryan. <laughs> Double Slash Strikes Back. What else do we have? Rolling. 20%. One of my favorite. Yes, Exodia 20%. keeps farting. Uh, <laughs> I test my pants. Uh, <laughs> Little Pussy. Video Nasty. What is this sorcery? As you can tell, I'm back into the magic game for some reason. I don't even know why I got back in. You were like, damn, these cards look good. I'm like, okay. Uh, this is a good, good segue into something that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> But we'll, we'll save uh, that until you're done with the decks. Or the yeah, cards magic. getting good. Magic. Magic and the, the cards artwork. getting good. Uh, yeah, and the cards getting good. Oh, yeah, you've got some complaints. I have, uh, I have some very big complaints. So, yes, fucking. And I'm looking. So, welcome to SV Cheats 1. Uh, we're actually talking about games for once. So, thank yeah, you for joining. Games. Yeah. Uh, Alex is here. Josh is here. Hey. Yep. Uh, I'm here. Oh. Here's another deck. Mm. Bad touch. Green black. That's a destroyed deck, isn't it? Nope. Nope. All right. It is a Finder Fang Bearer poison deck. Ah, yes. The yeah, the toxic token deck. Right. Yeah. So all you do is touch your fucking five times. You're out. You're done. You're fucking you're capiche. <laughs> oh, wait, the poison is still a mechanic? Yes. Yeah. Huh. So what what do you think poison is first? Oh well, I don't remember. Uh, it, like, isn't it the whole thing about if you deal damage to your opponent's health, it instead gives them a single, I guess, a point or whatever that gives them. Uh, it doesn't two stacks instead. Yeah, it doesn't instead. It just does. So they take the damage and get the poison stack uh, and the poison stack. Okay, yeah. and once they hit ten poison stacks, they lose the game. I can't remember what it was called. And it has to be creatures with death touch that uh, give the poison stacks. Okay, Regular creatures don't do that. that was a okay, so it seems different than the mechanic I remember because I remember building yeah. a deck again. Uh, I think it was called In Effect was the mechanic I made a deck around at one point. It was like a modern or whatever, not like a complete thing. But basically, yeah. the In Effect one was... Um, in the, like it basically instead of um dealing damage to creatures in the like normally it dealt it in pl- minus one minus one counters mm-hmm. and to players in the form of poison counters yeah uh, so like mm. what was it it wasn't instead that it was the dungeons and dragons deck they came out with a card uh adventures of forgotten realms they came out with a card it is an angel card, and it's essentially uh, you attach it to a creature. Here it is. Book of Exalted Deeds. Uh, you exile Books of Exalted Deeds and put an enlightened counter on an angel. It So they changed it to angel. Uh, but there was a card called... Fuck, I forget the name of it. There was a land card, uh, which was counted as any creature, in which you could put that 
stack that you can't lose the game, an opponent can't win on a land card, and the enemy can't destroy that land card unless they have a card called Field of Ruin. But if you didn't, you're fucked. So they basically nerfed, they didn't nerf it, they banned Book of Exalted Deeds for a while. And then they brought it back because they banned the fucking Faceless Haven was the name of the card. So they banned that card instead. And then they did learn their lesson and created the same thing, uh, a card called Cloud Steel Kirin. Uh, it's flying, free two, two co- free cost mana, uh, equipped creature. So it costs five mana to attach it to a creature. And when you do, uh, equipped creature has flying and you can't lose the game and your opponent can't win. And that sounds pretty fucked. Except everything in this new deck is pretty much around artifacts and destroying artifacts, which this card is an artifact. So it's the balance of like, we made an artifact, but it can be destroyed. That, and, and if you destroy whatever it's attached to, it just becomes a regular creature and loses that effect. Yep. So and any, any sort you, of uh, normal if you're destruction the Midas, cards. You lose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Magic the Gathering. What have you, you've suckered me back in with cards that i yeah, i aren't bought you a back in platinum pack. yeah well i so literally was went- like we stopped playing for like two decks two? yeah two decks we stopped playing for like two two expansions and now we're back like you're back in plat and i'm going to be streaming my road so, to gold so i because in magic gathering arena the last time i played i was in mythic mm-hmm. and i hadn't played after that so when I log back in for the first time in like two decks, it's just like, oh, you were in Mythic. Here's your bonuses. Here's all this, that, and everything else. And it just fucking showered me with a parade of like good like cards and stuff. And then when you see all those cards, you just got banned. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you, I guess. Um, yeah, all decks. Sure. All decks getting banned. And Cause, uh, cause so, yeah, I basically coast. just went, played around some cards, mm-hmm. And I went, fuck it. I'm just going to get one deck. One deck off of just fucking Aether Hub. And I'll just get like something that catches my eye in the first page. And the first page was a white aggro deck. I'm like, yeah, I can work with that. Like aggro decks will get you out of low rank shit so easy. Because people just, the only way to combat low rank deck is to know what you're doing or to have an aggro deck as well. <laughs> so, like, getting all the way to gold one was easy. And then gold one was some trouble because people started to know what they're doing. Mm. But so eventually, like say, the people in bronze belong there for a reason. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing all this thing, and I'm trying to teach Alex uh, the negatives of Mulligan. Like, when it's in Mulligan. Mulliganing at, at, yeah, like, yeah, in any capacity, I, know, I like, hate it. I've seen you. So, for those who. Uh, uninitiated mulligan was you put you draw seven cards and if you don't like your draw hand you can put that hand back into the deck shuffle draw seven more but you have to put one card back on the so bottom you start of the deck. off with six cards instead, instead of seven. seven so you're immediately and putting yourself at a disadvantage to try and yes. get a better hand exactly and i'm trying to teach alex that in that entirety of that thing, I probably mulligan maybe five times in the entirety of that entire entirety. <laughs> <laughs> the, entire, um, the entire fucking bronze to platinum, you mulligan like five times. 
Yes. Yeah. Because, and the only time I did that was when I had one land and steep, steep, like, what's the term? Uh, essentially, cost. my cards were like three or four cost or higher. I don't care for, I just want to have a look at my account, you, you dumb shit. Uh, and yeah, so essentially just did not mulligan. And then it gets to the point where it's just like, you can't even, like, mulliganing is even worse when it's not your turn. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean there's no... I logged into my account. Oh, it changed, did it? I'm not too sure. A lot of changes going on. Or, like, because I changed my... Hmm. Profile name. No, it's the same profile name. Why does it say I've not got any games? Where's my games? Did you log into the right account? Yeah. Oz plays. Let's just double check my profile just to be sure. Yeah, it's the same profile. It says no data. Cunt. Uh, okay, I was, I'll figure that out later because I'm trying to look at how many games uh, I played and how many I lost. I probably lost, getting up to gold one, probably four or five games and then lost like eight games in gold one. I only so, ever go on streaks. I only ever <laughs> go on like a winning streak or a losing streak. There's there's no in between. I, I can't win a game, then lose a game, then win a game, then lose a game. It's either... I move up an entire division in like one hour or mm. I'm drop an entire division in one hour. Well, all with the same deck. If that's the case, then you already know, you already know the justice. Just as like, I'm winning. Stop. Like first lose you get stop. Yeah. That's usually what I do is I do one loss and I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it for today. That's it. That's no, like, yeah. That's no more. Yeah. But Magic Gathering is both fun and infuriating because it's sitting there going like games where there's back and forth are great. Games where it's a stomp are not that fantastic. Games where you're just super unlucky and like you just had a bad hand on top of they had a good hand. And it's just like there's no fun in stomp. There's a little bit of fun in stomping. But the most fun I get is for having close games and jank games. Yeah. Jank games. That's why, like, like I feel like I want to edit because I recorded some games of Little Pussy. <laughs> and remember I did that fucking intro with Little Pussy? That oh, yes. I, yeah, I remember that intro that you did with Little Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not too sure where that is saved uh, maybe you guys will see it up on the channel I'll, I'll throw it up on the twitter so if you guys go to uh twitter that's uh fucking hang on let me just... yep twitter it's twitter.com at plays oz because i don't know where you didn't was oz plays taken i can't remember yeah so Wait. if on twitter at plays oz is where you'll find uh all of the shit uh, I've kind of like commandeered it into a, oh, uh, it's, it's a streaming it. channel. Almost I found it. Oh, you found it? You found yeah. the intro? But I need to re-download. I think I, uh, I found the intro. I found the intro. 
That's the important part. So you guys yeah. can see it up on uh, up on the YouTube. And then you can we, see uh, my janky shenanigans. Yeah, or the best jank shenanigans. All right, but uh, me and Josh, me and Josh, me and Alex have been talking too much. Josh, what have you been doing with your week? Uh, I've been doing a couple things. I've been doing, uh, me and Alex have been playing Dynamite a bit together and a bit apart, which we've done an GSSB of. We've recorded it, but I don't think yes. you've got it up yet. I... I've no, no no I've got it saved. I just lost the fucking intro, so I need to find the intro to put it up with it. Cause the last time I did the intro, I did with Silent Hill, and then we had the break, and then I just can't find my intro anymore. Ah. I think I moved it somewhere. Um, but I do have the thing ready to go. I just need to find the intro. Ah, uh, okay. Uh uh, more Alex than me, but uh, we have been trying. Uh, he has played a bit of uh, Total War Warhammer Three with me as well. Yeah, I-, I need to play some more of that. But yeah, we'll, we'll do a playing- co-op campaign later. We'll we'll, uh, we'll add it to the list of yeah things to do. Uh, and I've also been consider like uh, planning or considering doing some Pathfinder both. Continuing the Wrath of the Righteous CRPG and also Jaden, who has now gotten a laptop, is considering running a like kind of more pen and paper style. Yep. Yeah. Uh, He's He's still over there punting meese. He wants to stay over there, it seems. Yeah, because over there, because he has real fucking internet over there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason. The only reason that he wants to stay over there. Canada, good internet, not moving. Yeah, I will become a fucking I don't know refugee. He has, fucking, whatever. he has a fucking gigabit connection. He better apologize for it. <laughs> yeah, but like at the point of like having a hundred megabit and a gigabit, unless you're downloading everything all the time, every time, you're not. It's not really like a speed boost. You're like, oh, okay, that's that's worth staying for. I, I don't think it's so much the speed boost, more that it's more consistent. Whereas uh, sponsor of the channel, TPG, has repeatedly fucked us in the ass. Oh, yeah. Our good friends at Speak TPG. For yeah. Our excellent friends at TPG. Yeah. What's, well, the, what's their fucking motto? <laughs> TPG. Suck my fat well, cock. I'm having uh, issues with my internet provider, but it's not. When I say I'm having issues, it's not actually with my internet provider. It's with the actual cables in the ground. The actual cables in the ground are like fucking dead, corroded bullshit. Yeah, because they were and fucking like, installed by- we've raised this issue so often, but because it's only a few people complaining, the NBN network doesn't really care. Yeah, NBN Co. doesn't give a shit at the best of times. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's going like, I don't know if I'm about to admit for, to a crime, but like just go in there with like a fucking, I don't know, like one of those smoothie making uh, fucking- Neutral blender kind of things. things. You know, like, you know, the hand blenders you have? Yeah. Fucking jamming that in there and just be like, oh, corrosion. <laughs> really <laughs> takes it out of the internet. I, I, think, I think you're just admitting to a crime there. Uh, so let me, let me uh, just cause some grievous damage to a, uh, find to, me. To a fucking find infrastructure. Me, <laughs> they will. You, or you won't be able to hack me because I won't have internet. <laughs> <laughs> Need a connection for that. I don't think you have a connection to begin with. So how are they going to hack you? Uh, that's fair enough. But yes. Uh, so what else? With your um, leg, Josh. 
other than that, the main other thing is that um, that's kind of exciting. It's not really a new game per se, but like something that's exciting for a game we play that um, uh, Alex, I, and good friend of the channel, Jordan, have managed to join a static to try and do Final Fantasy fourteen raids. Good friend of the channel, Jordan. Isn't that what we refer to him as? Good. We've yes, we, we do. We, we, don't we refer to him as the resident whale? No, we, that's... He's, he, he, he's, he's, he's like... He's like Legion, there's many names. Mm. <laughs> Is that what I'm thinking of? There's like a yeah, good Legion. friend of the channel, Whale Lord. Um, yeah. Yeah, two. <laughs> All of good two friend. that we can remember. Don't worry, we'll give him some more. We'll give him some more. I, we'll, we'll come we, up with some we more. can really condense it down to good friend of the channel, Whale Lord Jordan. Jesus yeah. Christ superstar. <laughs> Second coming of the Jinchuriki, Baruto's dad. Exactly. If I can remember that, then we'll change his that's, name that's, in Discord. Yeah, that's how we'll introduce him. Good friend of the channel, Whale Lord, Lord Jordan, Jordan, Jesus Christ, Christ Super, Superstar. Superstar. Uh, what was the other part? Se- uh, second coming of the Jin Chiriki, Baruto's dad. That's it. What the fuck is the Jin Chiriko? It's it's the thing it, in Naruto. It's the like, demon it's fox the, the pe- that was yeah. in, sealed inside no, no, Naruto. It's the person that gets sealed with the demon animal. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, so Naruto was the Jinchuriki for the nine-tailed fox, and Killer B was the Jinchuriki for the eight-tailed whatever, whatever the, the fuck. fuck that thing is. Yeah, I don't listen to hip hop. Yeah, well, he calls him. Yeah, well, <laughs> funnily enough, he actually does in cat in story make hip hop uh, hip hop songs. Fair enough. What were we that- talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about our weekend uh, my, oh my weekend specifically and then we, we got on the topic about Final Jordan's Fantasy. titles Final yeah. Fantasy say. that's yeah. it Final Fantasy Static Raids I believe you said yeah so mm. if you're unaware Static for both the audience and Kenny Static is basically just a set group that you do like end game content with mm. so basically on Tuesday me and Jordan are just like you know what it's reset we're going to try and get our weekly clear of the current savage raids so we we find some a group in the party finder and then after we're done they're like hey you got like or like he left because he could only do the first one we i did the second one with that same group and then afterwards i'm like dude that was great like i love you guys that was the fastest i've ever gotten clears for this and they're just like hey yeah you were great too we're thinking of joining a static and we we're looking for a couple players would you be interested i'm like yeah <laughs> so, yeah but i three uh, but i bring three dead bodies along with me <laughs> dead weight well it ended up being two <laughs> yeah, i might have been able weights. to try and get a third the one nero but... of fucking final fantasy raids <laughs> yeah. yeah so how so how those raids go they went well uh yeah how like long they usually take um, for like a raid if you if you know what you're doing like each a pull a successful pull usually takes around 10 minutes Mm-hmm. If you don't know, like, if you're just practicing and stuff, though, you can go for hours until you get a clear because, like, even if you kind of you know, know, yeah, it's a case of like you can know what to do, but putting it into practice is difficult. Also, paying attention to what comes up because, like, sometimes, like, the boss has multiple mechanics and each one is done for uh, different people. So, if you're playing DPS, the mechanics you're running are going to be different than, What's, you know, the healer yeah, or the like tank. Slightly different, yeah. like, yeah. And then, like, if you're playing, if you if you, you practice it on, feel. yeah, if you yeah. practice it on one role, you need to uh, you need to then relearn it for another role. 
Yeah, so tanks usually have the most they have to deal with because they also have, like, tank busters they have to worry about as well as tank swapping. Which makes me Do glad that I don't tank play swapping. tanks at all. <laughs> I don't know what tank swapping is. It, it's, right, so it's straight up in, what in it raids, says. There are two tanks and only one tank can... Generally, you want one tank to hold aggro at any given time. Tank swapping is when it's usually after a tank buster happens or if there's, like, two tank busters lined up that's going to kill the tank... The, t the first tank tanks takes tank buster one and then they have this ability called shirk which moves all of their aggro to the next person on the list which is usually the, or other the selected tank. person on the list but or, yeah or the selected person but you, you can set up a macro so it's the next person on the list which is all the time the other tank so it shirks it to the other tank and that tank there then takes the second tank buster so that that way they don't both end up dying or the or that particular tank doesn't end up dying it's, that's called mm -hmm. a tank swap because you swap tanks. Yeah. So you're basically just sharing some damage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, um, we're going to be trying to get a re-clear of, of the first one and start getting Jordan and Alex practicing the second one in the raid series because... Like, each tier of the raids has four raids in it. Hmm. Which are basically, like, a raid in Final Fantasy, just a normal raid, is, like, it's just a boss fight. It's, like, a single boss you fight for it. Sometimes yeah. they have, like, com a, like, some of the older ones have enemies you have to fight beforehand, but the later ones and better ones don't. Okay. That's fair enough. And yeah, like getting completions of these is just is how you get like the best gear in the game at the moment. Trying to think, like, mm -hmm. like what's the odds of getting this gear? Like, how long? What's what's okay. how long would a good set take you? Uh, okay, like, so I'm trying to think. Like, it's, it's like ten minutes. So if you know what you're doing. Of, well, at the moment, you can only get you can only get one. Like you can only get loot from once, a, like loot once a week. So you want to do, you have to do it weekly. Mm. And it's a case of at the, when you when you beat it, depending on like usually if you're doing it fresh for the week, it should drop two chests that usually have one. It's basically a it's called a coffer. Basically, it it an item that you can then open and it will give you that a version of that item for the appropriate to the job you open it as. Mm. So if you open it as a healer, you'd get a healer piece. But if so you're, you're not just tank, getting like, yeah, because like going for all that way, just be like, you know, you're a healer and you get tank items. And the and how many classes are in the game? Like, there's so many classes, um, you just get random shit. I don't remember off the shit. top of my head, but there's like four tanks, four healers, and like maybe about ten or so DPS. Yeah. I was about to say, like, if you're grinding for, like, other people's stuff and you get other people's stuff, man, that would suck. I'd, I'd be out so quick. Yeah, I think, I, mean, there's 19, I think there's 19 jobs, but one of the good, one of the things that's a bit okay about it is the fact that, like, all the tanks share gear except for weapons, all the healers share gear except for weapons, uh, the ranged DPS all share gear except for weapons. The magical DPS all share gear except for weapons. It's the melee DPS where it gets confusing. Yeah. Because, like, the Lancer, well, Dragoon and Reaper share gear, the Samurai and Monk share gear, and the Ninja is a little shit that 
has its own armor but shares jewelry with the with the, with the ranged DPS. <laughs> yeah, that's um, but, like but so yeah, so that shit would be crazy. Um, but yeah, so basically each week, if you get it like once, you can roll for gear from the two ch- like up to two chests that can spawn at the end, which each have uh, one coffer. And I think it's always one of the two other items, which is one, like, depending on what ones you get. I, mm-hmm. I don't think the first raid has any, but the second raid has um, basically a material you can use to upgrade a different piece of gear that you can get with uh, currency, as well as a kind of like a token you can trade in for a weapon, mm. which is like one of the better weapons in the game at the moment. Yeah, I think I remember having some of those tokens that you get, and it's like, yeah, you, you know, if you're this class, you can uh, get this token, or you could sell it, or something like that. Yeah, they used to, like I think as you progressed through the story, you you'd get like, like at certain points, you like I think early in the get like in a realm reborn, you'd get um, and like heaven's ward, I think it was, you'd get um. Like you get like when you complete quests, you'd get a choice between different pieces of gear, so you could get one that's appropriate for the classes you play. But mm. later on, they just replace it with coffers that you can then go. Okay, well, this is a chest piece. This is a chest piece coffer, so I'll open a healer and I'll get a healer chest piece. See, as long as you open it as the class you want it to open as, like you have to yeah. be that class to open it, then it's all good. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if it wasn't, I'd I'd be human. Yeah. So has that that been your week? Yeah, pretty much. I have done too much else for a long. Like that's really of note. All right, Alex, how about your week? Oh, my week has been uh, oh, fucking intermingled with Josh's a bit. Total War Warhammer Three came out. To uh, if anyone, if you've been paying attention to Total War Warhammer Three and all of the Total War Warhammer games up until this point, uh, you'd know that the game was going to release in a somewhat buggy state. So everyone throwing a shit fit about the game being buggy is like, as, as a veteran player, I'm sitting here like, oh, first time. Yeah. Like people, but. But it could have been worse. That You can't really work on that aspect of like, it could have been worse and these games come out baggy. It's just like, same I'm, thing. I'm, well, it's, same it's mainly, thing with I'm Fallout, disappointed. With Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. Yeah. You have well, the right to be annoyed that there are bugs in the game which cause issues. You have that well, right. Well, it's not. Yeah, well, the bugs cause issues. But at the same time, the people who are complaining about these issues, the developers said they're already they're like, we're working on fixes for them. We just couldn't get it out by the time. And we've already delayed the game once. So with the that's why we released it early to like given, big streamers. Given reviews of what i've seen with people with pre-releases where they're like the dev said this bug would be fixed by release and it hasn't i, I don't think seen, that's entirely true i haven't seen any of those people saying like oh this bug will be fixed mandalore by, gaming yeah. is I, like I the main one mandalore. he's the one like yeah all these bugs and they said these bugs would be fixed by release and they were <laughs> yeah i haven't i haven't seen mandalore gaming's review like i've seen legend of total war that's who i mainly it's a good watch. like hour and a bit that's why I haven't seen it because it's like an hour and a bit. Like he goes into real depth of those yeah. games. Like the important part is like I'm having fun with it. 
Yeah, like, I expected bugs. Having fun. Like, people... Yeah. I can't like, imagine I know, the people I know who the are bugs playing. are going to get smoothed out. Like, it's disappointing that it launched with bugs, and I'm kind mm. of upset about that. But, like, the main bug that everyone seems to be having a grand old sook about is it's like, oh, I tried running this game in fucking 4K resolution on my fucking... 20 like 1080 ti and it's not working and fucking blah 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 shit like that there is a bug with the resolution slider that i heard in which like it doesn't work and it ruins performance like you bet like um pat stares at was doing discussion it was like he was running a uh at 4k Mm -hmm. but wanted it to run at uh, a 1440 resolution. So you used a resolution slider and the game was running like 20 frames and then you just put the resolution down to 1440 and it was back up to 6070. Yeah. Like the resolution slider issue is like a sort of thing, especially when it comes to UI scaling. Mm. Uh, that can be an annoyance, but uh, he wasn't like, fuck this game. Like he was just like, yeah, that's a bug. That needs fixing, and that was yeah. it. <laughs> it do- it doesn't impact on the fun of the game. No, it doesn't. Yeah, so like we're talking like strictly about gameplay. Game's fucking solid. It's super fun. I've been enjoying my entire time with it. Like I don't think you have. I have. I've already got like thirty <laughs> hours into it. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. Why are you a fan? No, oh, fucking. Yes. I see some of that bullshit. Like, wait, what? Yes. Like, go fucking ahead. Those people. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. Uh, fucking, you want to yeah, disconnect I, I, again? Yeah, I, I'm back though. I didn't disconnect for long, but yeah. Uh, so what happened was um, seventy three like, years. Yeah, this, this is, I've been here. Uh, I went to that planet in uh, fuck. What's that movie called? The one Uranus? where it's like seven Uranus. No, not Uranus. I haven't been to Uranus. But uh, yeah, oh, uh, it's, like, it's like seven. Like fucking one one hour here is like seven years on Earth. So that's where I went to. Oh, that's in that fucking um, that movie with, uh, with uh, the actor. Yeah, um, the, uh, the actor. Interstellar. Yeah. yeah, Interstellar. I think. Yeah, and it's like one year, one hour here, seven years here, and then it's like I, I guess we'll wait here for Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> So like that's that's pretty much like fucking yeah that's where I went but yeah no like I'm I'm having tons of fun with the game like mm-hmm. there's there's some balancing issues that need to be adjusted because like it's it's very difficult at the moment like especially if you're playing as Kislev like the running joke in the community is like the game says play Kislev if you're new and it's pretty much oh it's turn fifty and all four of the chaos gods are currently kicking on your front door yeah that's a standard Kislev campaign don't worry that's about it that's my Kislev. Yeah, like cafe. Cafe is really fun, um, but like it's 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 a defensive based one. So like you like cafe is a defensive faction, but if you play it defensively, it's it's a bit eh, more or less. Because mm-hmm. like you have some really impressive units with cafe, like the terracotta warrior, which is like this giant fifty foot like terracotta soldier with like a double sided glaive. So you like you send him into fight and shit. But like most of most of Cafe's units are like defense oriented, which is fine. But like, wish there was a bit more aggressive stuff. But yeah, yeah. So they've come out with a new faction uh, aside from the Chaos Gods. So you get the four Chaos Gods, and you have a new faction called Chaos Undivided. And the way mm-hmm. Chaos Undivided works 
is you get to make your own custom legendary lord. You get to name him whatever. And then you can either choose, uh, while you're playing the game, battles you fight, territories you take over, you dedicate them to a particular chaos god. And then that chaos god gives you customizable um, aesthetics and cosmetics for your lord that change his appearance and like give him abilities and skills. Like, so if you dedicate stuff to corn, he becomes more of like a melee focused DPS tank lord. You dedicate stuff to Nurgle, he becomes like a like a recovery endurance focused lord. You dedicate stuff to Slanesh, it's like a spellcaster and debuffer. You dedicate stuff their- to Zinch, it's like a fucking offensive spellcaster. And he gets a shield. As long as my boy Nurgle. Shield. Yep. So yeah, that's that's Chaos Undivided. It's really fun, but the game also recommends like, oh, hey, play us play Chaos Undivided. Uh, every, same problem as Kislev, except uh, every faction now hates you, including the Chaos Gods. They, <laughs> yeah, but they the Chaos Gods will fucking hate anyone if they could. Yeah. So I, mean, I would can. recommend play with Cafe because you're in a corner of the map and there's like a lot of diplomatic options to go around. Um, so start with Cafe. Don't start with Kislev. Kislev, you're kind of in the middle of it. It's it's nice because you the Empire is there at your back so you have Karl Franz and you have like you know all of the imperial faction just there to sort of like set up trade agreements with so they can you can sort of base your economy around them uh, but that's realistic like they get shit stomped pretty early on like you have to send like a babysitter army down there to deal with uh Scrag the Slaughterer and Manfred because they just like it was it was always like a 50-50 in Total Warhammer 2 like who would win Manfred or the Empire? Now it's just fucking neither of them win because Scrag the Slaughter is there and he just fucking romper stompers both of them into the dust. See, like that game seems like right up my alley and stuff I want to do. Like I wanted civilization, but with more RTS battles. And this is what it is, but there's a <laughs> level of complexity which is like, holy shit, where do I start? And yeah, the tutorial isn't really teaching me much. It's just like you have these units, go here, please. And like that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. And I haven't like- played the tutorial, but I, I I'm gonna check it out so I can give uh give my opinion on it. But yeah, um, one thing that they have put into the game that's actually really new and they've never done before is this thing called outposts, where mm-hmm. in a uh, uh, defensive or military allied, so it has to be an ally. So in an allied uh, capital you can build an outpost and then whatever unit is produced in that allied capital, you now can recruit into your army. But you have Mm. to use a special currency that is specific to that mechanic. Yeah, you need to use a special currency that's specific to that mechanic. But still, it lets you do some really crazy shit. So if you're playing as Cathay and you have a good relationship with the Empire, you now have access to the Empire's cavalry. Which includes like demigriff knights. You get a you get a good chunk. Yeah, you get whatever they can recruit in the big building. There's whatever you can recruit in your army. This doesn't really it doesn't really matter so much in single player because the only people who like you are people of the same race as you. This is really big in multiplayer racist. because if you're friends, you know, everyone in Warhammer is fucking racist. No racist, just don't like them. Yeah, not racist, just don't like them. Yeah, so like it's really big in multiplayer because it like we're doing a campaign. It's like me, it's like me, Josh, friend of the channel Brent, and then friend of the channel Whale Lord Jordan, second um, Jesus Christ Superstar, second coming of the Jinchuriki, Boruto's dad. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a four player uh, co op campaign and we're playing as the Chaos Gods. 
So what happens is like Corn's weakness is he doesn't use magic and he doesn't have ranged. Jordan's playing as Corn. Josh Hi, is I'm playing, playing as Zinch. So mm. Jordan puts a, a outpost in Josh's capital. Corn now has access to all of Zinch's ranged magical units. It would be great if he could have done that, but you beat him to it. I did. I did beat him to it because we we were still learning how the outpost mechanics works, and we were too we were pretty unfamiliar on. But now that we actually have like a solid understanding of them, like uh, we can do it there. And because I'm playing as Chaos Undivided, uh, I can ally to Slanesh and create a capital that's dedicated to Slanesh. Or I can create as many capitals dedicated to Slanesh as needed, and then they can put outposts in those capitals and recruit Slanesh units, which gives everyone offensive um, chariots and cavalry to call on. Another it's cool a- thing about it is if you have one of those outposts in a player's capital in a cap- in your capital, it'll also give you like it. It's only like three or four, but you gain units into your um, yeah, defensive the, the, the capital. Yeah, the capital Your gets garrison. um garrisoned units. Yeah. The capital gets garrison units based on the kind of outpost that it is. So, so like thing, one thing that actually so happened Chaos Yeah, uh, it's a like Chaos Undivided gives like one unit of each of the Chaos Gods to the outpost garrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but one thing that happened recent like recent like recently in uh the our four man playthrough was Jordan's capital was being attacked. So he but he ended up having like some blue horrors, some pink horrors, and some forsaken of Zinch units to help defend him because I had a gar- uh, outpost. He had some use of his stuff, one. so he's able to borrow your stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so it's it's a really cool feature, and like it, it's it's really nice that it works. So it's it, it's like you can do some pretty pretty interesting stuff with it. So like the mercenaries feature that they had in Total Warhammer Two near the near the end there with the ogre ogre mercenaries but mm. now it's just like a hell of a lot more fleshed out and it, it functions a hell of a lot better especially in multiplayer when like someone's like oh like i want to i want to play this faction but i know this faction is weak as this and it's like well i want to play this faction and this faction has a way to substitute your weakness so you build an outpost in my capital and then you have access to units that sort of round out your own army so it's it really, it's really kind of helpful. It also opens up like new areas of like strategy. Well, it, that's what it, you want. Like, having access to more units basically gives you because I'm assuming there's roles they need to fill, but there's mm. ways you can sort of circumnavigate and do your own yeah. thing with the units you can do. Well, yeah. Well, looking at it like this, like with, with Cafe being a defensive faction, you can set up Cafe as a, as an anvil, but Cafe mm. doesn't really have a hammer. So, but what you can do is with the uh, outposts is you can buy someone else's hammer and then you can get off a hammer and anvil strategy. Hmm. Which is sort of, which is really cool because it, it opens up, you know, like tactics and strategies that weren't necessarily uh, available to certain races. Yeah. Well, as I said, like having, like as you said, having mix of Zinch and Nurgle units, like you pretty much have both like the strengths of each thing so nurgle nurgle's mainly melee stuff isn't he yeah almost entirely melee yeah yeah and zinch is more psychic yeah so you can sort of fill in that weakness with a strength of another unit to create like a really strong army to go forth with yeah Hmm. i think they've tried to balance it out a bit but for the most part like i believe corn and zinch are like polar opposites and then like in the way they fight and Nurgle and Slanesh are kind of a bit more in the middle of those two because 
Corner's basically like entirely meleeed, like no magic at all, that sort of thing. While Zinch is kind of the opposite of like they almost have no melee. Yeah, yeah. Melee, melee bad. You try to fill each other's bad. weakness with the strength of another unit. Yeah, that's yeah. why I instantly tried to made an outpost in Jordan's army in that one so that I could try yeah, and get so, access to some better frontliners. Yeah, so now Josh actually has like a wall of shields to sit his blue horrors behind. Fuck the blue or horrors. Shields. Pink horrors. Yeah, pink so horrors, what are these horrors. pink horrors? What are these horrors specializing? Uh, basically, they're like the basic cav- like ranged like infantry for Zinch. Mm. And basically, the blue horrors are like the basic bitch, and the pink horrors are basically their stronger big brothers. Okay, so it's just like an upgraded unit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is better? But yes, I think uh, in the I think in the tabletop mm. version, from what I remember, there was actually a point. I'm not sure if it's in the current rules, but like one of the things was that pink horrors, if they were killed, could split into blue horrors, and then blue horrors could split into. uh, I think it was iridescent horrors so they sort of like you get more of them but they're the discounted unit of what that yeah. was like they, i think in the tabletop they're just way weaker but it's still just a case of you lost your unit but you got something else and then until you lose that then you still get something else yeah fair hmm. enough so what else have you done with your week alex uh magic the gathering which we will circle back to because i am angry Man's angry that. Matt's angry. Wizards of the Coast, you did me dirty. Did they? They did. I think it's it's just your opinion. Your opinion of that they'd done you dirty, but well, as soon as I share my opinion, yeah, we'll we'll loop back around to that. When uh, so just uh, speed running the other things that I have been doing this week. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and part of the static Dying Light two. Been playing that with Josh. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, the greatest game you've never played. So go play it. I don't um, think people haven't played it. I think a lot of people have played Metal Gear Rising. Well, if they, you know, good. If you've played it, good. Go play it again. If you haven't played it, go play it. Uh, Evil Genius 2 had an update for the Oceans campaign DLC, so I played some of that. It's pretty good. Uh, it introduces a new uh, temperature mechanic to the game. Temperature? So, yeah, so what do you mean? obviously like- your n- nuclear generators now generate obviously well temperature heat. because yeah, yeah heat. so you need to find ways to cool down your nuclear generators otherwise they're going to fucking break what all that translates to in the game is like this you, the, this thing loses durability faster if it's in a non-optimal temperature so now okay. you actually have to take spacing into account because like i think i showed off on the gssb of uh evil genius my power source that i had running it was just like an entire like the entire under section of my base was just nuclear generators just stacked all against each other it's like it's yeah, a melting pot yeah that thing would be like hotter as, as hot as the surface of the sun or somewhere near it so like that's it's kind of what we were getting at like so they've come up with ways to sort of like now you actually need to plan your power generation and other things around this stuff here so that way like space heaters and air conditioners so it's not, are no it's not just, just a free fucking yeah system anymore yeah you now need to like put some thought into it and we gotta so, set the stage to scam yep um what else uh guilty gear strive released biken played a bit of biken loved it uh i completely probably- forgot guilty gear was a thing to be honest yep. <laughs> uh, what now? so yeah that's yeah, no, I downloaded a game called Diplomacy is Not an Option. 
it's pretty fun. It needs the some. The fuck is that about? Some, yeah. So what it's about is like, I was, it was, this was in between like fucking Total War Warhammer 3 hadn't come out yet. And I needed a strategy game to scratch the itch. And this thing's like need 20 bucks. Something. I need something. So it's called Diplomacy is not an option. It's where you build a castle and you sort of wall yourself off against hordes of dirty peasants as they obviously want your shit. So you just have to massacre them as best as you can. It, it's it's sort of like a like a wave defense. Kind of, yeah, strategy. it kind of sounds like a tower defense. Just off the top of my head, it sounds yeah. like a tower defense. Yeah, it's like a tower defense RTS uh, sort of like base building deal. It's mm. pretty fun. Gave it a try. It, it is pretty fun. Uh, got into Endless Space two, so been playing, been coming back to that, playing some more of that. Um, still, they can't convince me to download. Uh, that one fucking DLC. I don't that think one- anyone has been convinced to download the DLC. Ever since Zezeknishka uh, did that video, it was like, Zine man, touch. that one. Uh, yep. like, I don't think anyone wants to play that fucking DLC That fucking DLC at is all. so shit. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like it, it's a really good strategy game as well. Like I said, my, 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 all my recently plays on Steam are just fucking strategy games trying to like scratch the itch scratch. until I got my fucking Rep yourself Warhammer for the 3. Warhammer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like in withdrawal symptoms. It's like, oh, it's just around the corner. I just, I just need one more fix, man. I just need another fix. So that's sort of, yeah, it's sort of what I've been doing. It's kind of like, just yeah, like, because when- you have to be in the mood for real-time strategy stuff. Like, remember when we started playing, like, Planetary Annihilation and shit like that? And then we just like, oh, what other strategy games can we have play? Them. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's going away. Like, we only- Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we still haven't. Like, I, uh, we, sh- we, should, we should play some Planetary Annihilation. Uh, yeah, I'm down if I could have the mental capacity to learn another game at the moment. Because, like, I, my, I brain's, don't, I don't my brain is just full of Warhammer. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's all Warhammer at the moment. So yeah, we played Warhammer 40k as well. That's another fucking strategy game. I still need to finish building my models. The ultimate like, strategy game, man. I still have those fucking models up there. They're they're taunting me, man. They are taunting the shit out of me. Well, you haven't paid them yet. I haven't even fu- I haven't finished fucking building them. I've got the repulsor. You haven't finished building, dude. I've built all my units, painted yeah, all my units, I've, and I've played saw. all my units. Yeah, no, I've saw you've built them and you fucking play and you've played with them and you painted them as well. And I'm like, damn, I've really got to get on that shit. But like yeah. fucking, yeah, it's like fucking the shit keeps getting in the way. At the same time, you're not really playing any games in person at the moment to have yeah. that sort of rush. I like had to do mine like quick smart because I have like a crusade. I just randomly joined. I mean, like there's the crusade i've joined which i'm using real models and then there's the uh dice check tournament that they got going uh which is fun to say the least and i'll get that into my week but yeah uh what are you talking about you're talking about uh strategy games and magic the gathering yep so strategy games like every all of my steam recents are just strategy games of me trying to fucking scratch the itch before total war warhammer 3 came out but now total war warhammer 3 came out it has come out i've been playing that fucking almost non-stop for the past like 32 hours so that's yes this playtime 33.8 hours that game has only been out for like two days (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm looking i'm looking oh by the way tpg if you want to sponsor the channel uh fuck off but uh <laughs> fuck off but pay me yeah but pay me but fuck off uh yeah so that's pretty much it now on to magic the gathering 
Mm-hmm. The latest set that released in Magic the Gathering is the set that got me back in because as I was browsing Facebook that I do once in a blue fucking moon, uh, the Hatsune Miku Facebook page tweeted out a Magic the Gathering thing. So I'm like, what the fuck is this about? What's going on? Why is my favorite OG VTuber waifu uh, fucking posting about Magic the Gathering? Turns out uh, Hatsune Miku did a collab with Wizards of the Coast to print bro- the new Magic the Gathering set, which is the neon uh, dynasty Kamigawa. So I'm like, this is fucking sick. Is Hatsune Miku a card in the game? No. And I'm like, oh, well, no. that sucks. But well, what maybe- she- what are they what? sponsoring if... I have no like, fucking idea. Is she just like, hey, look, Magic the Gathering, y'all? And then they're like, yeah, that's it? Yeah, that's it. It's like, hey, look, Magic the Gathering. It's like, okay. So I'll see if I can find it for you guys so I can put it in that. Um, but yeah, so it's fucking... Here it is. Yeah, so I'll just go ahead and chuck it in the general chat for you guys to take a look at. But that, that was it. They released like a fucking music video for Magic the Gathering with Hatsune Miku. So I'm like, this is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, why did they put this out if Hatsune Miku's not a card in the fucking game? Everyone's like, everyone's kind of upset with it, but you move on. I you, mean, you kind of- I guess the theme fits the Neon neon Dynasty. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so- And it is showcasing did, the card art. Yeah. I guess that's the card it. Art- yeah, that's that's kind of it. It's a song showcasing the card art and the Neon Dynasty Kamigawa. So it's a Japanese theme set, uh, which mm-hmm. was, you know, like a fucking, like the goddamn degenerate fucking weeaboo that I am. I'm like, all right, I'm getting back into Magic the Gathering. So I went, I had a look. I looked at all the stuff and I'm like, yeah, this shit seems pretty cool. I'll, uh, I will get into it. And then I discovered that, Mag- that Wizards of the Coast decided to pull a Giga Chad move. What? Oh, no. I think my intent is connected. Do? Oh, no. Has it? Is it? Because we can still hear you. No, 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 there we go. Check oh, there oh, we wait, go. Hold on. I'm back. You back? I guess. I think. I think you that's think? the side my internet's going to drop. So if I just. If you cut if, out. If I cut out, then you know where I went. Yeah, all right. Yeah, a fucking TPG has come, sent their sleeper agents after you. They heard. And it was they heard. Just fucking hot wiring the cables, hoping to drop my net. Yep. Yeah, so. Fuck, what was I on about? Yeah, so Magic the Gathering, uh, fucking Wizards of the Coast decided to pull an absolute Giga Chad move and mm-hmm. get Japanese artists to do the artwork for some of their cards. And of looking at the artwork that these Japanese artists have done has only highlighted how fucking terrible Magic the Gathering card art actually is. There is literally zero style to it at all that all of the cards look and feel so boring, bland, I mean, no, and I mean, washed some out. Are, some are decent. Some are like fairly decent. I will give some a fairly decent, but I'm gonna I'm gonna open with the big one. I'm gonna open with the big one. Oh, Wizards of the Coast had a card called "You Are Already Dead," oh, and right. that is the English translation of "Omae one more shindeiru." And if you know what that is, then you know how fucking You're awesome already dead. That, you are already dead. Yeah. It's it's the meme from Fist of the North Star. They had the mangaka from Fist of the North Star come in and do artwork for a card. Now, if you think that they had him come in and do the card art for Omaiwa Mo Shindeiru, 
you would be incorrect. You they had him idiot. come in and do a card art for an unrelated card entirely. They had him come in and do the card art for fucking, I think it's Satoru or some shit. So let me just fucking, uh, yeah, Satoru they Umazawa. Did, they also, Wait, no, like, Satoru Umazawa. Fuck I'm so. quite happy that they got, like, the, uh, like, some Japanese artists to work on this stuff because then we get, like, the Metal Gear solid, like, artists yeah, to do Satoru cards like Umazawa. that. Yeah. yeah. And that shit looks fucking yeah. nice. That shit is actually he super fucking nice. He also did the nice. art for Left Alive, which got a lot of people, like, super happy for Left Alive. Mm. But... And then Left Alive, apparently. I still have Left Alive. I've got Left Alive. I haven't played it, but I want to play it. And apparently it's god-awfully shit. And I want to yeah. know because it is so a- I, I, put it, I put it in the general chat. That's the that's the full art of um of Satoru Umazawa drawn by um, Yoji Shinkawa, which is the artist for the Metal Gear Solid series. Those are the three mm-hmm. card arts you can get. The one on the left is Magic the Gathering's regular style. It's pretty- it's so plain. we're looking at the, the three different card arts for the same card. For the I like same how, card. I like how we're doing this in a fucking podcast. That they would yeah, call it. Podcast All you need to do is to Google Saturo Umizawa, yeah. which is S-A-T-O-R-U-U-M-E-Z-Z-A-W-A, and you'll get the three different card arts. You'll get the three different card arts. So one on the left is drawn in-house by Magic the Gathering, uh, or like mm. the regular people that Magic the Gathering sort of hires. It's It's poppy- it's bright. It's neon. It fits the theme perfectly. It's a pretty cool looking card. Second one is it's wild. It's washed out. It's pretty crazy looking. This was done by uh, writer Kazama that they had obviously come in to do bonus artwork for the card. Looks really cool. The borders of the card look really cool. The artwork itself, it's hard to tell what's going on. It's a bit too noisy. So it's, it, but it's still a pretty good card art. The one by Yoji Shinkawa is fucking amazing. It's just right, Raiden. It's Raiden from Metal Gear Rising. He drew Raiden from Metal Gear Rising and called it a day. And it, it's it's all you really need to do, but it's badass. it's his own. The good thing about it was he has his own style, which is so unique that anyone can just go, I know that. I know that style from this. Yeah. So looping off that one there, because we were talking about um Fist of the North Star, they had the, uh, the mangaka from Fist of the North Star do artwork for a planeswalker completely unrelated to Oma- to the card you are already dead. Mm. And it's, it's super fucking disappointing because they were literally a step away from greatness and they decided to shoot themselves in the foot. Well, it's not, it's not that like how much, how, what else art has he done for, this set has he is he did literally just do art for just one? just one card for the planeswalker well i'm guessing the same thing for the other the other guy as well like yeah. you can so, only do uh, one yeah. in which uh, uh not not one because like yuji shinkawa and i'm gonna i'm gonna find his name because i keep from the mangaka who did fist of the north star uh because I'm, I'm gonna like i'm giving yoji shinkawa all this shit here uh tetsuo hara that's it yeah, mm-hmm. so Tetsuo O'Hara uh, came in and did the uh, artwork for um, Kaito, which is the Planeswalker, instead of doing... And they just had him come on and do one artwork. So instead of coming on and having him do the artwork that's literally a reference 
to his series Fist of the Knots are, which would have been like fucking gold standard top shit. Like that's fucking cool. They had him come on and do like a a different card. Like if they didn't have him come on at all, wouldn't have thought nothing of it. If they didn't have a card well, named You Are Already Dead, would have thought nothing of it. What, what but because if, they have the if, opportunity sitting there and it was missed, that's what hurts. Yeah, but what if he chose not to and like he he wanted to do a different art of a character rather than a scene? What if that's what he wanted to do? Then like it's still it's still as disappointing. But like I don't think that was the case because Magic the Gathering hi- like Wizards of the Coast hired him to do artwork. I, I don't think they said- Or commissioned you know, him kind of thing. Yeah, yeah they so commissioned him to do commissioned him. And maybe yeah, his asking rate was so fucking high. It's just like, you either get this card or you get the Omae or Shindaloo for like a bajillion dollars. And it also <laughs> comes down to, I don't know the fucking licensing. Like maybe there's something there which is cr- like stopping him from working on similar sort of situations mm. with it. Maybe. I'm not too sure. But I feel like something's afoot. And, like, your outcries have definitely been heard. Like, people on the internet are going, what the fuck's the deal with this? What's going on here? Because it's it's the worst kind of failure. It's a missed opportunity. Mm. And that's that one hurts the most, is the missed opportunity. Now, also, back on to, like, as a general- Potential is the one that hurts worse. Yeah, potential lost is is the pain that hurts the most. But- that's also brings back to the point of all of the other cards in in Magic the Gathering as well that they've come out with that they've had uh, other Japanese artists come in and do is having like Magic the Gathering's default art style is hyper realism. Mm-hmm. Hyper realism is a good art style if you're looking to pass a university course because it is bland, it is disinteresting, and it shows an incredible height of skill. That's why that's why whenever you're doing a like a university course or a high school course in the arts, they will say we're doing you're going to be focusing on different styles of artwork, but the preferential style of artwork that all of the tutors and all of the teachers will try and guide you towards is hyper realism. Unless you can form your own super unique style that like identifies you as something. They all hate anime. They all fucking hate that manga-looking style. Yeah. And they'll try and steer you because away from it into Because they'll be like, you can't get anywhere with this style. Fucking fuck off of that, that shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like they say, oh, yeah, you're not going to fucking achieve nothing drawing anime all day. And lo and behold, some of the richest people in the world are people who draw fucking furry porn on Twitter. But, mm. yeah, focusing back back onto the point, uh, Magic the Gathering, having the super, like, having hyper-realism as its art style yeah, like it's it me it makes everything fit thematically with the cards, but when they have people come on and do guest card uh, card art like they've done with Kamigawa, it it just shows how subpar the whole entirety of Magic the Gathering's art style is. Because like they had uh they had a card mm. art. It's super. I, I think it's the Asari uh something, or at like Azurai. I think it's like Azurai Commander or some shit like that it, it's a it's a pretty like it's all it is is a dude standing in the snow the normal default card art is a dude standing in the snow with like a glowing red sword and you're like eh, that's kind of cool the alternate card art they had was like it's the same dude but he's got like more like 
expressive armor. His armor is like, you know, a hell of a lot more, you know, the, the colors, the colors on his armor, they pop. His armor itself is a lot more grander. He's got like two of those Japanese banner flags and he's in a pose where he's slashing his sword and it's like throwing up the snow around him. And so like it makes him the center of attention. It like it grabs your attention. It's like a scene. Yeah, it sets a scene because it's a six cost card and he looks like he's a six cost card. He, he's a heels like I'm a fucking badass. Like you you play you paid six mana for me. I'm here. I'm here to fuck bitches. Like that's sort of it. In the snow. In the snow, yeah. And then like you look at the like you look at that card there, you're like, this card is super fucking sick. And then you look at the regular card art and you're like, this is just so disappointing. Like they, Where's the rest also, of it? Yeah, where's like where's the rest of it? There's there's also another card they have, and um, I'm trying to remember the fucking name of the card. It's it's a white red card, and it's part of the new Kamigawa set as well. It has it's one of the ones where they had like guest artists come in. Regular card art is group of random fuckers in red fight group of random fuckers in white, and that's it. That's that's the card art. It's super fucking boring. It's it's like oh group A versus group B. The uh, the other card the the person they came in and commissioned to do this artwork, they drew that card art by taking one character from once from the red team, another the planeswalker from the white color set, and put two giant robots behind them and had them all just fucking duke it out in a massive fucking scene. Mm. It's like it's it's super cool because like. You can identify the characters in the cards, and it's like you go, "Oh, that's this character from this other card. That's this character from this other card." You have to do all that shit. The fucking stuff in the background is also really cool because, like, I, I've seen those cards. I play. I've played those cards before. They're in the set. I own them. It's like it's bringing it all together. It's interconnecting all this other shit. But it, it's the the normal card art is just d- d- fucking generic ass dudes having a fight, and it just it's. It's so disappointing right. to see that sort of crap, now, especially from fucking Wizards of the Coast. Now, as this is like a weird sort of situation and where you look at it as like these cards like have fantastic art and there's a standard been set by themselves to which like they have to basically surpass their own standard almost every time. Now- at the same time, they can't be having the most intricate, fantastic designs on cards people play for like five minutes at a time. Like there is mm. a a cost effectiveness of going, we want to put this much effort into this as well as because they're selling cards and like it comes down to the rarity of these cards as well. Like you see the mythic rares, the regular rares, they have much more intricate uh, art to them as because it ties the cost to their rarity. Mm. So you have this sort of situation in which, hey, look, we want to put all this good shit into... Uh, we'll put all this good shit into, like, these cards because, obviously... We need to sell them, but we don't want to be putting like fucking grandiose art on a common card that you can just get for fucking 10 cents. 
Like there's a cost effectiveness going down. Like obviously they still have to sell a product. So they can't just mm. put shit like that fucking, that red card that they put out. I can't remember the name of, but you probably uh, know what I'm talking about. Faithless looting. Faithless looting. They can't just put out that shit anymore because people see that and goes, what the fuck is that shit? What the fuck is faithless looting? Get it off. I don't even want to have it in my deck sort of situation. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't just have grandiose designs on stuff that isn't as like obviously you need it to sell but you Mm. can't have it on stuff that's like regular common because they sell for like five cents a piece it's it's not that you put it on regular common that sells for like five cents a piece it's they've like because these some of these are common cards that have this artwork on them like they're mm. they're not just like the ultra rare ones. Like yeah, these I know. are, but there's see, also yeah, multiple arts for like the same cards. Yeah, is what we're looking at. Yeah, so like you have you have silver fur master, which is creature rat ninja. It's it's an uncommon card. So it's is the that second the black. Is that the black no? I'm thinking blue. of the mythic yeah. rare one. No, you think of the mythic rare one. So that's the it's black really blue, weird fucking like mouse thing. It's like what free black mythic rare. No, that's not it. You're thinking of something else. I think you're thinking of Grease Fang. We'll get to back think, to Grease Fang no, in a second. No, I think it's Grease Fang, yeah. You're thinking of Grease Fang. We'll get to back to Grease Fang in a second. Uh, the Silver Fur Master is a blue-black rat ninja, and mm-hmm. his normal his normal outfit is fine. Like his normal oh, yeah, I don't out- know what you're talking about. The one the, with the gives plus one? Plus, plus, plus one, plus one to other ninjas and rogues. Yeah. Yeah, so normal card art's fine. As soon as I looked at that card, I'm like, this is fucking Master Splinter. This is Master Splinter. There's no there's no way you're telling me otherwise. I go look at green. There are Ninja Turtles. I'm <laughs> oh, like, of course. Yep, of course. It's Why Master Splinter it and the Ninja Turtles. So yeah. he's, like, he's an uncommon card, and he has the, the card art as well. The card art for the vanilla card art, uh, which from Wizards of the Coast is... He is a rat with a walking stick sitting down and he's got his katana so like just sitting next to him the artwork that they had come in that had commissioned for him by Katsura um sorry I fucking I'm, I'm actually gonna I've actually opened up Magic the Gathering now because I'm gonna look up the actual names of the artists so mm-hmm. I can actually call them out properly uh give them their free shout out on this shitty oh, what yeah. are we, like give- number number one gaming podcast in what Ukraine Russia no, we were like Somewhere. top five in Ukraine for some reason. Yeah, top five, top five game podcast in Ukraine. Uh, Shout yeah. out to all my Ukraine boys and girls. Yeah, we love you, you lo- Ukraine. We love you. Yeah, yeah. So it is the card art uh, from Silver Furmaster done by Fuzuko Katsura. Yeah, Fuzuko Katsura, and it's it's a really pretty card because it's got the it's got an old blind rat just with a walking stick walking through a field of cherry blossoms in behind him, you have a bridge and you can see off in the distance. There's like built like Japanese style buildings and stuff. It's, it's very cool. It's, it's all part of a fucking scene and it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really cool looking card, but you know, the, the normal card is clearly fucking master splinter because he's in it. He's literally in the sewers as a, as cosplaying as a fucking rat ninja. So, so what are both the ninja of them are really cards? cool. Yeah, there are ninja the ninja turtle cards. Ninja um, turtle. So let's type in ninja turtle. Neon greens. dynasty. 
Yeah, they're called Capitec Warriors or Capitec Wrecker, which is a creature ninja turtle. It's that's yeah. I mean, like it is a ninja turtle, but it's not a ninja turtle. Yeah, it's not a ninja turtle that it is literally can, a. It's yeah. not a ninja turtle with a bandana and stuff. It's literally just like think of a regular turtle, like now it's a ninja cutting. That's a ninja. Yeah. So they had also had artwork come in for this card here. It's also uncommon. So that's yeah. Also shit they kind of did. Yeah, dude. So Capitaco Wrecker's alternative art looks fucking much better than the original. Yeah, that's Holy what I said. Shit. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. That's the whole what? point of this. Thirty-five what? cents. What do you mean thirty-five cents? Cost thirty-five cents a card. Yeah, well, it's fine. It costs thirty-five cents a card. Once I get the fucker to con- none of those cards saying, like, go to. It's a lot of effort for thirty-five cents a card. No, no, no. no. You- when it comes to buying singles in real life, you th- that money does not get seen by Wizards of the Coast at all. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it do- or it depends on who's selling it. If you're buying yeah. packs directly, uh, yeah. If you're buying packs, you're buying packs. Like, yeah. yeah. If but you're if buying you're packs, reselling it, then it's the reseller. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah, but you can't buy singles from Wizards of the Coast. You can only no. buy packs. So yeah. Yeah, that, that card being valued at $0.35 cents is only to the reseller. The, only the reseller sees that $0.35. Cents. To Wizards of the Coast, the, the every card is valued at whatever one-seventh of uh, a $10 pack is. Or not even, there's a $5 what pack. What like, the fuck? So Tax every it. single card only has that value. It's the rarity assigned to it because then they get to sort of pull you out of more money. The rarer and more powerful a card, the more value it is to the reseller, not necessarily Wait, to Magic why Gathering. Is- or Wizards of the Coast. I'm looking at, there's a Dex using Capitec record and it's got a Tatsunari Toe Rider Commander and it has a price tag of $1,010 next to it. But when I click on it, the price tag is 50 cents. Yeah. Cyclone Rift is the most expensive card in that deck at $31. It's just yep. a regular rare. This is why I like, a- this is why I like Magic Gathering online mm-hmm. compared to like in person. In person I would like to play, but to build a deck's gonna cost me like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So now, if all, all of our lovely viewers or listeners uh, head over to you, head over to your internet pr- uh, browser of choice and mm-hmm. Google Grease Fang Okiba Boss. Grease. And then Grease, Grease Fang, Fang Okiba Boss. So O-K-I-B-A Boss. Okiba. Okiba. Grease Fang Okiba Boss. Legendary creature rat pilot. I see it. Yeah, you see it? You see the normal artwork for that card? Yep. Yep. Find the artwork by Tapioca. That looks ugly as shit. Yeah, the vanilla artwork. No, the, the tapioca. What do you mean? Look at look, that fucking mouse looks like it's from a Saturday morning cartoon. That's what makes it amazing. Look at the detail in there. In the city, in the background, the pink flames, the yeah, lightning coming the, off, the, whatever the, the fuck that looks is. looks nice, but the character and the bike it's on looks like shit. Ah, this is fucking... What, what do you know about quality artwork? What do you know? What do you know? Uh, 
But no, I see that. I see that fucking Saturday morning cartoon mouse. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm going to show this to Josh. Josh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, uh, you're looking at the card now. Yeah. Okay. Well, just yeah. Just what do you prefer, the original or the fucking tapioca? Uh, what the fuck is she? What is she holding? It's the same weapon as the other one. It's like a, it's like a fucking socket wrench. Yeah, but how is she holding it? What the fuck? Uh, fair enough. It looks like it's supposed to be a trump. Like she's going to blow on it like a trumpet or something. Yeah. Like a horn. What kind of grip is that? Oh, she's oh resting my. it on her shoulder, I think. It looks but. like, looks like shit, Alex. I'm fucking incorrect. It's it's a hell of a lot better than the vanilla card art. I I like the vanilla card art. I like it's not like fantastic art, but I prefer that over the other one because of the nah. the fucking Saturday morning cartoon mouse they have got going there. Like fair enough, that's a personal preference. But like in, in terms of substance and style, tapioca has done a much better job than vanilla. See what else is there's just, there's just more to look at, and it just it looks more impressive. Like, because that's a rare card. Like, it looks like it's supposed to be a fucking rare card. But no, uh, you could also hit up Nashi Moon Sage's Scion, and that as well is, you know, it, it's also got that Saturday morning cartoon rat look. But Was it Nashi Moon Sage's Scion? Moon Sage Scion. Which is by, uh, the artwork is by Yoshia. Yeah. Wait, what's, what's this one? Oh, that's the... I hate the original art to that one. Yeah. That it's- rat... So, Nashi Moon Sage's Scion. Uh, it's like a hyper-realistic rat. Like, take the rat out. It looked pretty good. But the... The, the new art... Oh, no, I Much don't want to... It's... I still don't like that kid aesthetic to it that young sort of style aesthetic uh, but I much prefer over a hyper realistic rat go fucking yeah. self hmm. yeah the other one is Asari Captain by Inuchio Meimaru yeah what you so, call me yeah for, like, if you look at <laughs> Look up Asari Captain by Inuchio Meimaru, and it should also come up with the uh, with the original artwork as well. It's like fucking, oh, it's, it just looks so much better. That one there just looks so much better. Like fucking, it's a it's a five cost card, sorry, and it looks down to fuck. It it it's it it here it means business. The regular one, it's, it's, it's so it's so fucking disinteresting. Like holy yeah. shit, it's it's dis it's so disappointing. Alright, well I feel we have to move on from we this do, we one. We do have to move on. So fucking uh takeaway from this is Wizard of the Coast uh did us all dirty at the end of the day. But yeah, no. I fucking- feel I feel like they kicked a little bit of dirt up, but not not a, not as much as you're screaming out my eyes. Yeah. I, I think I think I just got like uh I got a little bit of dirt in my retinas. That's that's about it. Because like they did a super cool job getting um uh, Yoji Shinkawa and um, Tetsuo to come on as well mm. to to do like those really cool artworks 
And it's like, yeah, that's that's super fucking cool. They 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 clearly like they didn't have to go out and get those big name artists to work on these cards. But the fact that they did, it's like, yeah, that's really cool. It, it's really cool that they did it. I just wish it was done a little bit more. And hopefully they actually learn something from, you know, the these artists they bought in and add some fucking style to their game. Because the the, the artwork, like we've been given a taste of good artwork. And now, now I want more. I feel, I feel there's been definitely some good artwork. Like whoever does the Phyrexian artwork, I fucking love. Like the, oh, Phyrexian, yes. the Phyrexian aesthetic. I'm all about that shit. Gonna but, uh, look at it now. Chase Stone is the artist for Jin Taxus Progress Tyrant, who is a Phyrexian predator. So he did he did the artwork for the Kamigawa uh Jin Kataxis. So super cool artwork. Like, yeah, 100 percent But the the alternate version to Jin Kataxis, where he's like sitting there in a fucking kimono and stuff, is is also really cool. Like he doesn't have bad artwork, is what we're saying. Mm. I said, like, art is very subjective. And fucking hyper-realistic rats can go fuck themselves. Yeah. All right, so is so, that um, your week? That's pretty much my week. Hyper-realism can go fuck itself. All right. My week, I'll keep short and sweet. Uh, only two things I kind of want to talk about. One, uh been doing older rundowns of gtfo so mm -hmm. uh gtfo the uh fucking four player survival co-op game still really fun still really enjoy it a friend of mine that i play a lot with uh got access to the older rundown so gtfo releases in like seasons so starting from season one which is rundown one and we're currently in season six which is rundown six um, you can access the original rundowns from like six all the way back to one by just downloading the rundown that, cause what people did was when rundown one came out, they downloaded it and then set that, uh, file aside. So it's all set aside. And then when the next rundown comes, they don't let the update override it. They keep it separate. So people mm. can download Rundown 1, like the whole Rundown 1, put it in your Steam folder, rename the folder GTFO, and then just run it through Steam. And you can play the old Rundowns with <laughs> friends using the Steam network. Because GTFO doesn't really use Steam so much. Like, it does use its network. But, like, inviting friends and all sorts of stuff is kind of fucking, fucking and dicky. So uh, we completed Rundown 1. Uh, which was pretty is it's easier in comparison um, but there were some missions were like in rundown six uh, you do a, a reactor startup which basically is like a wave based defense thing you have to do uh, in rundown six there's only four waves in rundown one there's eight waves and they are fucked uh, and now since we completed rundown one, we're working through rundown two, which is where they introduced infection, which is basically a fog, an infectious fog, uh, that infects you with a percentage meter, the higher the percentage. So essentially the infectious fog has a one to 100 percentage meter and every percent 
you get of infection reduces your health by 1%. So if you've got 5% infection, you reduce your health by 5%. If you've got 50% infection, you re- your health is reduced by 50 and so on and so forth. So we're going through that and that's kind of fucked, but we're getting there slowly. And the hardest part is trying to find people who have the rundowns, who have access to those rundowns to play with us. So we started our own Discord, which we're inviting all a whole bunch of people to try and play with. But even then, like we still like people are very flaky, or they join but they're not really into it, and that's not stuff. Me, me and uh, a friend, perverted bagel, quite a weird name. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much like super into it, and that's basically been my aspect of like what I've been playing in terms of gaming. Okay. Um, in terms of real life, I've been playing Warhammer Tabletop 40k. And that's been interesting. Or oh, there's also things. So I've I've been uh what's the term? Sort of uh surrounding myself with Warhammer stuff. So I'm like I've literally been learning this game for like a a, day, a, a month and I've signed up to two tournaments. One is through the YouTube channel Dice Tech. Dice Check uh, have started an online tournament using Tabletop Simulator Warhammer. And then at my local shop, uh, Dragon's Lair, uh, they have a crusade, like physical tabletop. So the crusade is probably the easiest I can get across. I've played two rounds, tied the first game, uh, 60 points each. Second game... I was 60 points to their 70 points, so I lost. Uh, Now we come to the fun part of the dice check tournament. So uh, everyone got paired up. So everyone got put into separate pods because there's a lot of people that signed up. I got put into pod four with like one, two, three, four, six other people. And I was like, all right, these people are matched. So I was matched with some dude. I'm not going to say his name because I don't, want any sort of doxing but he's a fucking idiot and he's like okay i have school between 9 a.m and 5 p.m what's your time zone like this is my time zone uh what's your time zone because this is my time zone all right time zone calculator turns out he's like 10 hours ahead of me or something like that or i'm like 10 hours behind yeah i'm 10 hours behind he's like i can't do mornings I've got school. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do mornings because I have work in the evening. So it's like, I had a look at the time thing and it's like 7 a.m. my time is like 8 p.m. his time. And he's like, I'm all good for that. Thank you very much. Let's do this. And we did it on. So my Friday is his Friday, except 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, sorry. Keep hitting the mic. So I get up at six o'clock in the morning to do this game on a Friday. And I sent him a message at 6.30 in the morning going, hey, are you ready for our game? And it's about 7.30 in the morning and no reply. So we made it for 7 a.m. my time and there's just no reply until about like 8.30 where I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk to the uh, the uh, tournament organizers. I'm like, hey, this dude... Has, is a no-show. What do I do? And it's just like, uh, try to reorganize if you can. And then about 
five minutes after talking to the organizer, he's like, I thought we are playing tomorrow. I'm like, what the fuck? No, my Friday is your Friday. We established this. It's my my Friday, 7 a.m. is your 8 p.m. And I, I even like linked him in the chat where he said like, yeah, this time is good. And that we confirmed it with the time zone converter. And he goes, oh, sorry, I'm not prepared. Uh, can we do it tomorrow? So I'm like, fuck it, sure, we'll do it tomorrow. Uh, the only problem is, uh, like, we have to do it at, has to start at 7 a.m. my time because I have music lessons at, like, 11.30, 12. So it has to be done at this time. He's like, yeah, okay, cool, I'll be there. So next morning, <laughs> I get up, 6.30, hey, are you ready this time? Nothing. No reply. I'm like, fuck. It comes 7.30. Dude, where are you? If you're not here by 8.30, like, I'm just going to say you forfeited. No reply. So I go, hey, fucking tournament organizer. This guy is no a no-show again. What do I do? And he goes, I guess you just take the win. And I'm like... In my head, I'm like, yeah, I won, but I wanted to play. Like, I don't win anything for doing this tournament. I want to get experience. And then the guy sends a message like an hour later saying, hey, something came up. Can't do it. I'll just take the loss. I'm like, what? Many things piss me off. One, I had to get up early in the fucking morning to do this and just nothing. Absolutely nothing from this guy. Two, didn't send me anything about like, oh, I'm either going to be late or I can't do it today. He just goes, no, we're doing it tomorrow. I'm like, can't, no, time zones, check. He goes, oh, I'm not prepared. And then he did it again the next day without even messaging me. Like it got to about like 9.30, before he said, oh, sorry, something came up. I'll, I'll just forfeit. I'm like, dude. I have to get up in the morning to do this shit. I'm like, I don't want to fucking waste time with just these goddamn incompetent assholes who just don't know how to do shit. Like, Fuck it, they, they create a schedule and they can't even fucking stick to it. Well, it's not just they can't stick to it. It's just like, not only do they not stick to it, but they don't notify me about it. Like, he has the entire day to be like, shit, something's come up. I'm either going to be late or I can't make it. I have to wake up like six o'clock in the morning to get ready for this stuff. And I've got the fucking tabletop simulator open. Fucking the mission is ready. Everything's good and nothing. Like not even a reply to about like two, three and a half hours later. And I'm like the tournament organizer, like, dude, this guy's a no show again. And he goes, well, I, you, what do you say? He says, like, you just get like a, uh, yeah, uh, you would have an auto win of 75 points. And it's like you can try. But you don't want what that. You, you, like, I believe that's what you said. You don't want a free win. You want to play. Yeah, I want to play. Because winning this tournament gets you nothing. 
I just want experience. I just want to play yeah. the game. There's, there's no prize. Is, there's is no what prize. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, you just get an automatic win of 75 points. And he goes, all right, pairing will be out on Monday and you'll have a new appointment. I'm guessing that's like Monday their time because it's Monday here and I still haven't gotten that uh, that uh, matchup. But he was going to be Imperial Guard into my death guard. I'm a I'm a death guard boy through and through. I kind of want to like after I've built my 1k death guard army, I kind of want to build a 1k necron army. But that's also expensive, so that's 1000 points of fucking necrons. Yes. Man, just be thankful I'm not doing tyrannids. My bank account couldn't take fucking Termagants. If anything, if if I were to do Tyranids, like I would go uh, crush a stampede. Mm. Like that that's where Ex- I'm explain doing. to the people at home what is crush a stampede. So the Tyranids are mainly on on the tabletop. They're mainly a swarm army. A lot of small units. Um, kind of like think of like alien imperial guard, but instead of specializing specializing in firing and ranged weaponry, they specialize in melee. So think of imperial guard but melee. Crusher Stampede is a like very new uh, army for the Tyranids, in which you can't have swarm units. And all units must have a minimum of two wounds. So a model. So let's let's go for example for my Death Guard army. Uh, I have a seven models of Plague Marines. And that makes up one unit. So seven models makes up one unit. They all have two wounds each. Meaning you need to do two damage to each unit to kill it. Um, with the Tyranids, most of their army have like the Termagons and stuff only have one wound and then they have Mm. really big fat fucking units for example uh, let's if I could pull up my uh, battle scribe real quick we should have a game sometime we haven't had a game in ages yeah we haven't had a game in a while we should have one sometime we're just adding that to the list of games we need to do fucking right up there with uh, planetary annihilation titans uh, fucking well, Warhammer I need to get some 4K. practice games in. So that's, oh, fuck, that's I haven't touched up. that game in years. Uh, so what what practice do you need to get in? No, I'm talking about like Warhammer practice games. Ah. So well, yeah, like fucking, I need to get some practice games in as well. So for my Crusher Stampede uh, Tyranid Army, uh, units like my Hive Tyrant has how many wounds? 12 wounds. That's a lot of wounds. Mm. Um, and then I've got units that have 18 wounds and that sort of stuff. And those, for people who know Warhammer 40k, um, each of those wounds count as a model for, um, for objective purposes. So my 18 wound one model... Um, is it the hive? No, it's not hive guard. The Demacaron. 
Uh, yeah, eighteen wound model counts as having eighteen models on an objective, meaning uh, because objectives can be contested uh, with uh, objective secured stuff. If I've got more models on the uh, on the objective, then I have that objective if that has objective secured, etc. But basically, it's a instead of having the tiered swarm, you just have fat fucking tiered units. And I know it's my favorite way to play tiered now. Uh, but yeah, so. And, like, I don't know. I really like resilience. I really like tough armies, even though they don't do much damage. Um, but I have a combat patrol, like, physically. I have a combat patrol death guard. And only one unit can, f- like, has ranged. Like, Typhus, which is the HQ, the headquarter unit, and my Lee units only have melee. And then I have Poxwalkers, which are melee only. And then I have Plague Marines, which is the only range I have. But I have ordered um, Blight Lord Terminators, which are fuck in both melee and in ranged. And then I'm getting a Plague Burst Crawler, which is a, a basically a mortar uh, where I can shoot anyone on the board. Uh, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to playing an actual game in a competition. Uh, for the dice check competition. And I'm learning... The good thing is I'm not here to win. I'm not playing these tournaments to win. I'm simply playing to learn more because it's been like almost two months of learning. And I had a game today, which I lost. It was 60 points to 70 points, but I learned some really interesting things about the Death Guard, which is my army. So... And I'm not expecting, I'm not like, I've literally just started. I'm not expecting to beat people um, that, you know, have much more experience than I have. Like my first game was against the person who ran the store and he had a fair amount of experience. Uh, And I tied with him and I I was happy to just even tie. But then like when I came into the shop for the first time, and like all these people playing the game and they're like, oh, oh here look it at comes. this. Look at this. I, I did, I'm watching them play the games and the guy comes to me and he shows me a picture of uh, his units looking at an enemy unit in like a building, but he's sitting in the archway of the building and he goes, because that cover is obscuring, I can't shoot him, even though I can see him unopposed. I'm like, that's not how obscuring cover works. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, you, like if you're in the cover, you're not obscured. Obscuring is only if they're behind the obscuring cover. And they're like, okay, let's just check this up. And they checked it up and it's like, yep, he's right. <laughs> if you're in obscuring, if you're in the cover, you get the save, you get the plus one to your saving throw if you're out of the cover, but behind it, then it's classified as skewering, which means you can't actually target those people. You can't target because they're they're behind obscuring cover means they're obscured. You can't see them. And then it gets to it's like, yeah, yeah. So and then the 
the tournament organizer comes up and goes, yeah, I mean, like, cover's weird. Like, if I was to charge a unit in this cover, it'd be fine. But if they were on the second level of this cover and I charge them, I can't, I can't attack them. And I'm just like, um, uh, yeah, yes, you can. He goes, no, you can't because they're, they're out of your reach. That has to be with one inch engagement range. It was like, yeah, one inch horizontally, five inches vertically. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, if I charge them and I'm within five inches vertically of them and still one inch, I can attack them. And they, he's like, no, that's not how it works. I'm like, can we, can we pull out the rule book? Pulls out the rule book and it's exactly how that works. So I'm sitting here correcting the tournament organizer on rules. And I felt like the biggest dick. This like, is fucking first time you're there, you come in being a fucking rules lawyer. I, I didn't even, like, it's it's not even much more like, oh my God, you guys are doing this wrong. You guys are shit. It's sort of like, I want to help people learn with my knowledge. Like, and there was more other things I corrected them on. It wasn't just those two, but I'm sitting there going like, man, I've just told all these people that I'm a beginner that I only started playing this game this month. And then I come in and tell them how the rules work. And I'm like, oh man, I got to leave. I got to leave. I think these people are like, oh, that's interesting. Fuck off. And it's like, I I think I'm coming in saying I'm a beginner. It's like I'm a fucking... They think I'm some sleeper Warhammer fucking PC build or some bullshit. It's like he comes in saying he's a beginner when actually he's been playing for 12 years. I'm like, no, I just, when I, I get invested, when I get invested, I get invested and I really get into it and I learn all the shit. So I know I play properly and it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. Fuck off. That sort of stuff. So that's my Warhammer experience. Just, uh, it's been two months, roughly two months since me and Alex started playing. Uh, I'm in two tournaments right now. Both I win nothing from. And I don't mind that at all because I'm just here to learn more. Uh, and fucking people are incompetent. Yep. People are super incompetent. And I hate you. <laughs> like, not even racist. I just hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I'm like, yeah, I'll bite the bullet. I'll get up early in the morning to play these games. And I get up early in the morning to play these games, and the guy is just not there. No courtesy message, no nothing saying I, they might, I might be late, I might be an issue. None of that. Just straight up, like, hours after the fact, like, hey, nah. Yeah, fuck yourself. Uh, and that's yep. been my week. Uh that is yeah that's it for my week um did i do all that let me just double check something before i get in a tizzy uh no you're not done uh during that entire time i edited all our videos on the channel and edited another final fantasy thing (laughs) that was efficient so uh I just have to get into the news, in which there's a little bit. Ah, oh, yes, one hour, almost two hours in. Let's uh, let's get into the news. Well, we can, we can. There's 
one thing I want to talk about, which is hilarious, and then another thing I want that to talk about, off. which is not. <clears throat> so, uh, first of all, the Capcom countdown has finished, and it's just Street Fighter Six, and I hate it. I, I, I feel like I'm gonna be burnt at the fucking stake, but I don't like Street Fighter. I'm not a fan of it either, personally. Like, characters don't interest me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, it's the original, but who fucking cares it's the original? I like... Uh, it's just everything about Street Fighter. The aesthetic. Um, I, as I said, I played Street Fighter and just bounced right off it. Uh, so, yeah, it's just Street Fighter Six in which I was hoping for something Resident Evil because the font had that sort of Resident Evil 7 font to it. And that's what a lot of people were like, oh, it might be something Resident Evil related. Uh, Let's go Resident Evil. If I just write Resident Evil to Google, uh, what's the latest information we got out of anything? Uh, In terms of the games... The last thing we got Resident Evil was Resident Evil 8. Like, that's the last announcement we've had was Resident Evil 8. There's been no word about Resident Evil 8's DLC. Fuck, there's been no word about Resident Evil RE-verse. I don't want to see that. I don't even want that shit to come out, but there's no information about that. The only thing you want to see about it is it getting cancelled. Like, it's on its way. It's got to be on its way. Like, it keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. I think it's in my Steam library. I want to play it once and then remove it. Like, if I go... Let's go Resident... Uh, reverse release date 2020 I want to play it once just to see how bad it is and then I want to actually remove it from my library like that's that's how much I dislike the fucking like the idea of R-reverse it's so stupid it's so fucking redundant like something's happening at Capcom something's happening at Capcom and we have three groups of people we have group one we want the original RE Resident Evil stuff and we want to bring that to everyone then we have group two which is we want the new Resident Evil stuff so like Resident Evil 7 8 uh, that 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 aspect of Resident Evil and then we have like the fucking how can I put it the Capcom staff sitting in their own piss in a corner at the water cooler going fucking esports is the future for Resident Evil that's how we got fucking uh I think that same group might be trying to formulate a Resident Evil NFT. Oh, no. I downloaded it. 
Oh wait, it's not called Resident Evil. It's called something else. Whoa. Umbrella Core. Yeah, Umbrella Core. Like that's them going. Oh, it needs. I have a video up on my old channel, basically just going. Here's Resident Evil Umbrella Core in a nutshell, and it's in the village, and I'm sitting on a roof, and a bird spawns out of thin air. I shoot it, pick up the vial, done. Rinse, repeat until the mission's over. The enemies can't get me from up there. The crows are spawned out of thin air and circles around and you get a vial and you need like 20 20 vials to finish the mission. And it's just like, holy shit, this is is Umbrella Corpse. For some reason, they wanted the fucking... The last update they got... Holy shit. They got actually got an update January 24th. They got a Windows 7 patch. Wait. Windows 7 operating systems user. Microsoft has ended support for these OSs. It's ended support for res- for Windows 7? What? Oh wait, so it's end as of January twenty fourth. It's ended support for Resident Evil Seven. The last update it got was two thousand and sixteen. Prepare for fucking Reverse to be the exact same. Like, oh. and this is me just going like, I want some some more new Resident Evil. The last Resident Evil I got, fucking. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. And it's shit. That movie is shit. And I've been on this podcast to say how shit that shit is. It is shit. Don't Mm -hmm. watch it. It's not so bad, it's good. It's not mildly entertaining. It is boring top to bottom. The Paul W.S. Anderson films, at least are so bad I can get some humor out of it. This movie is just shit. Like, I'm sitting here going, like, I can't make a funny. I can't make a funny help me. It felt like it. It's like an hour and a half movie that felt like twice its length. And it's just so much dumb shit. And people, people are sucking its teeth going, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And I'm just like, no, what? what? It's not. I watched it with you. That shit was fucking horrible. I'm sitting there going like, I, uh, I just don't understand. What What's the final reviews for it? If I can find it. Welcome to Raccoon City. What are we looking at here? 5 out of 10 on IMDb. 31% Rotten Tomato. 3.8 out of 5 on Voodoo. What the fuck's Voodoo? Can't tell you. No Voodoo idea, honestly. Is Van Dango. Oh my god, is this that fucking Did that boomerang console make a f- streaming service? One. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. You can rent it for five dollars in SD, or you can buy it for twenty dollars. It goes for a hundred and seven minutes? That's 107 oh. minutes of your life. You're not getting back. Dude, I thought it was an hour and a half at best. 
and it felt like three hours. That's oh, that's I I feel robbed of my life. That's what the movie's doing. It's turning me into the zombie. That's it. I was the zombie the entire time. Uh, but yeah, the fucking movie has oh, audience ratings. It has more one stars than five stars. Yeah, uh, is this the one review I found last time that I had a good laugh at? Uh, where is it? Whoever reviewed this film and says it's trash, trash after they watched it for three minutes and fifth and fifteen minutes. What? Come on, come again. <laughs> so this guy's written a five star review. Right. Whoever okay. reviewed this film and says it's trash after they watched it for three minutes and fifteen minutes didn't even watch it. Those are fake reviews to trash a brilliant movie. I'm 40 minutes into the film. And it's hell, it's suspenseful every way. Like, <laughs> he's written it. So he's like, if you haven't watched people who says it's trash, they haven't even watched it for 15 minutes. I've watched it for 40 and it's a five-star review. Like, he hasn't even finished it. I think, I think this man might be... Might be enjoying some Korean barbecue. Oh my god! Did we talk shit about Korean barbecue? It was like, what I was- think I, it was the last podcast we talked shit about Korean barbecue. Fucking Korean barbecue! But yeah, like we haven't seen any Resident Evil news since Resident Evil Eight. Like, what are you doing, Capcom? What are you doing? You said there was DLC for Resident Evil 8 coming. You said there's there's something. I want something. Give me something. So, yeah, that's... Uh, and we've got Street Fighter 6, which, I mean, fighting fans rejoice. Woohoo! Power to you. You can fuck off now. Street Fighter fans rejoice. You can finally go take a shower. Oh, they're the new Smash Brothers. I, th- I think it's just as part of anything to do with fighting game tournaments is if if you play fighting game tournaments at a competitive level, you you need to go take a shower. Like that's that's the thing. Go take a shower. Yeah, I would love to see that. Not smell it though. I love to yeah. see it, not smell it. Um, so that's that. Uh, fucking wasn't that a thing as well? Like they were they were banning people from fighting tournaments if their bo was too bad. Yeah, fair enough. Fuck it, I can see them wanting to do that. It's like, hey, take a shower, you stinky fucks. It's like that fucking video of that kid streaming Mafia Free and his mum barges in and is like, you need to take a shit. You are shitting yourself. And his response to that was, no, 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 no. It's like, no, you need to take a shit. You, you're shitting yourself. Nah, nah. And he's like, yeah, he's just fucking screaming like high hell at him. Uh, so next one's a quick one, which is I think is fucking hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI's upcoming Pixel Remaster. Square Enix has said they're going to try and suplex the train properly. <laughs> All right. I don't they know what that means, out, but all right. They came out with a, twi- um, with a Twitter post 
uh, of their update saying, yes, you can still suplex the train in Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. While we're still hard at work polishing Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster in time for launch next week, we saw some of your comments that the Phantom Train didn't flip during the media strike. The video was taken from a pre-release version and will be adjusted in time for launch. So yes, uh, your character can suplex the train still. Isn't that what people uh, people want from from the yep. Final Fantasy series? Yep, they want they want to suplex the train. Fair enough. I want to play these the the remasters, but like ever since the Nintendo Direct came out, and it's like we're remastering fucking uh front mission one i'm like i gotta play front mission three again uh because uh front mission one remake because on the direct that came out with like yeah we're redoing front mission one i'm like fuck yeah that is a game that i wanted to play but never really came in english like you need to hack it and lots of stuff and they have said they're doing front mission two as well which will come later to which, fuck yes. Like, the Front Mission games are fucking fantastic. Well, some are. Um, I've played Front Mission 3, 5, and I still have to play Left Alive, which is not what I want from Front Mission. But essentially, it's like, think of close to... Um, fuck, what's that uh, FromSoft mech game? Uh, Armored Core? Armor Core, that's it. Think yeah, of like Core. that, like a fraction of that level of customization. Damn. But XCOM. Ooh. Yeah. And it has two 60-hour campaigns. <laughs> that's some good shit. Both, that's some good shit. Both. All right, so... Front Mission 3 has like two 60-hour campaigns. One of them actually, I think one of them is like 80 hours and the other one's 60. And it all depends on the choice you make in like the first five minutes of the game. So like, I'm glad they they, they front-loaded that decision up front. But holy shit, like it literally comes down to a decision like your friend's like, hey, do you want to come out with me? And, you know, go get some Korean barbecue and you can be like, fuck yes, I hate myself or nah, I need to stay back. And that is the division point of the game. That is when you get into a fucking lengthy 80 hour campaign where about your sister or a lengthy 60 hour campaign about something else I haven't done yet. And it is fucking... I I feel like I want to do a GSSB of it just to show you, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Wait, how did we even start the Korean barbecue thing? Um, me complaining about it because it's like, hey, look, uh, here's food that you have to cook yourself and any excess you leave over costs you money. And I'm like, that sounds like me going out to spend extra money on stuff I can literally go to the shops and do at home. But it's the experience. It's the experience. That's copium. 
That's copium right there. Copium is the experience, man. Anyone who says do it for the experience, that's that's copium. Korean barbecue's copium is the experience. Are you saying that just in relation to Korean barbecue or just in general? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there as a general statement, as as a rule, so we can generate some exceptions to it. But as a general statement, if someone says you should do X for the experience instead of you should do X because you'd enjoy it, you should do X because you'd find it interesting, or you should do X because it's something we can do together, then that's copium. Get ready to hate yourself for the experience. For the experience. Fuck. That's pure copium. (laughs) Oh, it's... I don't understand, but... Oh, my God. Hold up. So, yeah, it's fucking... It's stupid. It's dumb. I hate it. But it is what it is. Um, And lastly... I do from right here, which I was going to talk about. Um, Battlefield 2042 is on the copium. <laughs> no, that's, blaming, not, that's not copium. That's denial. Blaming Halo Infinite for its poor launch. Yeah. That, fucking EA will blame anybody instead of taking fucking responsibility. I'm trying to find the quote. Because there's so the EA, update. EA, I was like, I fucking, I don't know why this fucking analogy came to head. E, it came to my head. EA is the sort of company that if it was a person, it would have unprotected sex with you and then blame you for getting pregnant instead of it not wearing a condom. <laughs> that's that's EA. It's it's never EA's fault. Where is the quote? I want to find the quote. Uh, I don't care about that. Don't care about external factors. Trying to find the quote where it's just like, yeah, fucking Halo Infinite, man. Um, Battle. Oh, that's not how you spell battle. 2042. Blame Halo. Don't care for you. How about you? I had the article, but it didn't have the... Uh, oh, fuck off. All right. So they held a thing called a town hall, which is basically all the members come in and they discuss shit. And they basically came out saying that Battlefield failed to meet the expectations of players and also clearly missed our own expectations um, they said following the game's launch and the roll up the day one patch, the game was stable. Fucking no. And the early critical reception was good. Um, no. What? <laughs> Battlefield 2142. What is your reviews out the gate? Uh, oh my God. How they've out of like Six, seven thousand ratings. Ninety percent of them are one star. Oh, where's Metacritic? Metacritic, the the reviews don't change. 
come out. So it's got a 68% on Metacritic. 68%. What? Fucking How? How reception so was good. How is it so high though? Battlefield was affected by the launch of Halo Infinite. It was an unfavorable comparison were made between the Xbox shooter 2042 and, and with Halo perceived as much more as a polished title. <laughs> did they, did they so really they just it. come out here? They, they really it. just came out here and said, that's not fair. They released a good game. Yeah, like they, <laughs> they straight out admit it. It's like, oh my God, like, how dare like the game came out it was shit like right now as a 24 hour peak three thousand three and a half thousand players peak that's worldwide peak uh there's like where is it uh key factors this point launch Book for home environment adds up to the new innovation abilities. The pandemic, yeah, that understands, but a lot of they're like, oh, we were hit by the pandemic. It's like just so you? was Halo Infinite. Just you? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> the pandemic is exclusively a cop out for EA. They said that uh, it was revealed that Battlefield 2042's bug count ratio got to historic levels for a dice game and mock reviews for the launch were in the high 70s, low 80s. What? Fucking, yes, sure. Mm. Uh, The launch was stable. The early critical response was good. Uh, They said things took a turn when they had a surprise release of Halo Infinite. Like, they go on and say, like, Halo was a polished fucking polished game. How can we compete with that? <laughs> like what? <laughs> how do we how do we compete with Halo? It's it, it's been tested and they got rid of bugs. How can we compete with that? It's like it's so fair. fucking dumb. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. They released a good game. How dare they? Oh, like, it literally took them... I want to find this out because there is a fucking... Uh, when was the scoreboard patch released? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with the I don't think it has been released yet. <laughs> now, when I say patch, I'm not meaning like they patched the scoreboard. I'm meaning they haven't released one yet. There's, there's no scoreboard in the game currently. Hold up. Oh, have they have they done uh, it? Have they stopped being shit? Hold up. Right, I saw a thing. Uh, update three point three. Uh, next update arrives mid to late February. Features a scoreboard along further changes. They haven't even introduced the scoreboard yet. Scoreboard is still not in the game. So scoreboard's not in the game. Uh, they've only just released uh, voice communication. Oh, goody. Yeah. So in your fucking... Like, holy shit, how could it be... So, how could, you, your game is not has not released with a scoreboard. 
Oh, calm down. Calm down, video. Your game hasn't released with a scoreboard. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't have voiceover connection. The game was buggy as all fucking hell. Uh, the class system is gone. It's now a character system, which no one fucking cares. Like, this game was just fucking failing on all fronts. And they're like, how how could Halo release with a scoreboard on release? That's so unfair. It's polished. They, they were working on it. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, one of the biggest... They, they did their jobs. That's not fair. They did their jobs. Like, the fact that the game didn't release with a scoreboard still hasn't released with a scoreboard, and they only just incorporated voice chat. Like, what the fuck are they doing? I don't know. I want to, I want to say their best, but we both know that's not the case. It's not. It's like, very not. Oh, Josh, your mic's... Your- Phone static's going off. Oh, is it? Yes. That could have been my headset getting too close because I was like leaning in a bit, like really? leaning on my desk. Like that's, I don't have my phone that that's close. That's not something you want. That's not something you want because, oh my God, I've been sitting down so long. Yeah, the fact Battlefield is released with no scoreboard and all that sort of stuff and then they blame Halo. Like Halo came out and it was a polished product and that fucked us. The fact that the game ran... And ran well. Oh, how can we oh. compete with that? So yeah, fucking Battlefield. And that's gonna tie us up. I say that's gonna be it. Yeah, uh, nothing else comes to mind unless. Hang on, let me just do one quick scroll through of Twitter to see that, not, like, fucking in traditional <laughs> Ozplays fashion, shit Something always comes released. out mid fucking podcast. So I'm just gonna do one quick scroll through Twitter. Um, yeah, no. Unless someone, unless people are interested in No Man's Sky's recent update. Oh, it's coming to uh, Switch. Yeah. No, but No Man's Sky had a recent PC update. Apparently it added fucking, it added mechs and some shit to the game. Like people have data mined like star bases and shit out of it now. Damn. So like No Man's Sky is like fucking, it, it's, it's really pulled itself up by its fucking bootstraps. Yeah, like- it went went from like biggest fucking joke to like no, it took some time to get there, but so it's now like a like polished product. Someone just posted that picture. It's a screenshot they took of the game. Oh, that is nice. Well, yeah, that's that yeah, they, looks. Th- that looks fake. That looks fake as shit. Yeah, but it's it's a screenshot they took because there are other there are other people as well who have taken similar screenshots that are also replying to it. No, that is that is 3D. That is yeah. definitely 3D. Oh man, that's that looks so pretty. What the fuck? Yeah, I feel wow. like I need yeah. to get this game. Yeah. It's the fucking No Man's Sky has been sitting on my Steam list and I'm like, man, I really want to download. I really want to get back into it because I got co-op I now. I remember you were like, man, this is the biggest shit on my Steam list. Yeah, now I'm like I really want to give it another shot because all the stuff I'm seeing is it's really fucking good. Like, I'm, I really want to get back into it. I see what deals are going down with fucking No Man's Sky. Can you get it as well? Freeway co-op series? Yeah, we can, yeah, we can do a three-way co-op fucking- series? For what? I think no never Man's ends. Sky. Yeah, No Man's Sky never ends. We can just have, like, fucking- What's it like? What's that well, thing that Free fucking- Free Man GSSB YouTubers? then, maybe. I don't know. Let's not a GSSB because we're going to be playing it for more than an hour if we yeah. quote unquote get into it. But like, 
what's that thing that people do nowadays where like play watch themselves like they film themselves play fucking minecraft they give themselves like a uh like an objective challenge. or something yeah like a challenge yeah but they've been playing the game for like a long time so they have like a knowledge not just sticking around yeah, yeah. well we can we can record what we do dicking around so we'll, we'll put it on the list of it's it's on the sticky note of shit we can do in the future nothing's nothing's committal just yet but yeah um and nothing there nothing there rainbow six siege released new shit um that's a that's a duck parade oh right yeah the, the, the new siege uh, operator that does australia concrete proved that why he's a fucking idiot and the he's getting ceo of australia what yeah Oh, did you see that? That fucking ScoMo in his infinite wisdom He's was doing some welding. He's not the CEO of Australia. We're not a company. <laughs> there might as well, might as well be. He's selling us to the Chinese piece by piece. That's true. Yeah, no. It's like fucking. There's a picture of ScoMo. Like you've seen it, the one where he's yeah. fucking welding and he lifts he's up the doing, welding he's mask doing and welds. Welding, and then he just removes his fucking welding mask to have a look at the weld. Like, yeah, that's fucking. <laughs> that'll blind you. Fucking idiot. So yeah, that's going to be it for us. Um, there is a fucking bucket list of stuff going up the channel. We have Halo 2, Final Fantasy 10, Revelations 2, Life is Strange, and there was a f- another one. Uh, Resident Evil 4 VR. We have five series coming out at once. Yep. So life is strange. Kenny's been busy. Halo Two, Resident Evil Four VR, uh, Resident Evil Revelations Two, and Final Fantasy Ten. Hmm. On top of if Alex gets to do edit Metal Gear Rising, we can do that yep. as well. Well, we haven't even recorded Metal Gear Rising, but we're doing Metal Gear Rising for the channel, bitches. Yeah. Oh. So yes, so we're gonna uh, have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, we'll have fun. All right, uh, let's piss off out of here. We'll catch you guys later. <laughs> See ya. All right, catch you guys.